Michael Joseph Jackson was born in Gary, Indiana, about 30 miles from the church where we serve. And in his 50 years of life, in his over 12 albums, no success would surpass that of what we just witnessed, Thriller. Thriller, a five minute and 58 second song that was expanded to an over 14 minute music video. It was historical when the Thriller video was released because it was the longest music video ever at that time. How many of you will admit you know the Thriller dance? <laughs> and in this historical video, the concept of it being so long was original. But when you think about the storyline, the storyline isn't that original. The storyline of the thriller video, it's about people thought to be dead coming back to life. And I believe that I'm in the room with some sisters and brothers, some individuals that you know that someone might have thought that some areas in your life was dead. But because of God's power, because of his hope, because of who God is, you were brought back to life. So for this time that we have to share together, I want to talk from the subject, the original thriller, because we serve the original thriller, the one who was thrilling before the thriller we saw on the screen, the one who brings dead things to life. Have you ever seen God take a dead situation and bring it back to life? We serve the original thriller. I don't care what dead situation, dead circumstance that you have been facing, God can bring it back to life. And if you look in the gospel of John, we see a story of a man thought to be dead, but because of God sending his son, Jesus walking the earth and performing miracles, we see someone thought to be dead coming back to life. Maybe you've heard of this story, or maybe this is your first time in a, a faith gathering like this. It's the story of Lazarus. Turn with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 11, and let's see this story of Lazarus, thought to be dead, but because of the power of God through Jesus, his son, he was brought back to life. We serve the original thriller. Chapter 11, the Gospel of John, verse 43, it says, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus! Come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. The original thriller. The word thriller means to bring sudden delight. And to thrill is to experience a suddenly. Anybody ever needed a suddenly you have a prayer request right now on your heart in your head that you would love a suddenly and we serve a God who can perform suddenlies, but he doesn't always do the suddenly suddenly. Sometimes we have to wait on the suddenly. If you're taking notes, number one, we see in this journey to Lazarus coming back to life. Jesus' delays were deliberate. 
Jesus's delays were deliberate. If you look with me at the beginning of this chapter, when we see this story being set up of this real man named Lazarus, this isn't a fictitious book of entertainment. This Bible is the word of life. It's the word of God. And these were real people that lived on this real earth and experienced the real power of God. So look at verse number one, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. And this is the Mary who later poured expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a text message to Jesus telling him, (laughs) Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus read the text message and he said, Lazarus sickness will not end in death and it happened for the glory of God so that the son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, although Jesus loved Mary, although Jesus loved Lazarus, he stayed where he was two days. How many of you want a friend that will hear your emergency, know how urgent it is and say, I'm going to check on you in two days. (laughs) Have you ever had a flat tire? Have you ever needed a jump in your car? And have you ever called AAA? And when you call AAA, what's your emergency? My car is stopped on the side of the road. That's great. Stay right there. I will be there in two days. (laughs) I want a refund for my subscription. (laughs) But we see Jesus... It was not an accident that he delayed. It wasn't that he got behind some traffic. It wasn't a flight delay. It wasn't a layover. He wasn't stuck because of weather. There wasn't a mechanical failure on a plane. His delay was deliberate. He on purpose waited to show up. And sometimes we want God to do something right now, but there's a lesson in the waiting room that he wants us to learn. And too often we want a right now, a remote control, a microwave miracle. But God is cooking up something in the crock pot instead. (laughs) We serve the original thriller. He thrills us. He performs suddenly, but it's not always on our timeline. If you look down at verse 14 in this same passage, John chapter 11, we see that the delays are deliberate again. Verse 14 clearly says, it says, so he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Now come, let's go see him. Now in my household with teenagers, that would be called shade. Ooh, Jesus just threw some shade. I'm glad I didn't come when you wanted me to. What? Y'all didn't know Jesus threw shade, did you? For your sakes, I'm glad I don't show up the minute you blink a little genie bow. I'm I'm glad you can't twinkle your nose like bewitched and I'm right there. For your sake, I'm glad I didn't show up at the moment you said you wanted me to show up. Because now you will believe how powerful my power is. And we serve a God who waits For it to be a desperate situation sometime so that he can perform a nobody but God. You know, sometimes we can get the credit for some of the things God does in our lives. 
But when he waits, when his delays are deliberate, it's a setup for him to perform on nobody but God. God brought that back to life. Ooh, I thought that was dead. God brought that family back together. Wow, that was dead. God brought that child back home. Ooh, he was way out there. God made that person act normal again after how they had been acting. That's a nobody but God. And so when the delays are deliberate, it is not a punishment. It is a setup for you to experience one of the biggest miracles in your life. We serve the original thriller. Somebody say the original thriller. Number one, Jesus' delays are deliberate. Number two, Jesus wants to bring death to our doubts. There is a death Jesus wants to bring, but it's not to Lazarus. It's not to that situation. It's not to your hope. But he wants your doubts to die. If you're going to doubt something, don't doubt the divine. Doubt your doubts. Doubt your doubts in the power of God working. If you've been doubting yourself, doubt that because the word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you doubt his provisional power, doubt that because his word says, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. If you doubt that you're protected from your enemies, doubt that because his word says, fret not thyself over evildoers, nor be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they soon shall be cut down as the grass. If you doubt the area of lack that you're in, that you're going to be in that for the rest of your life, think about the fact that the word of God says, the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. Doubt your doubts, not his word. And so we see in this word, we see in this story, we see in this journey of the original thriller bringing Lazarus back to life that Jesus' delays were deliberate. And then we see that he wants to bring death to our doubts. If you look at this passage, you see Mary and Martha echo doubt after doubt after doubt. And the interesting thing about Mary and Martha displaying doubt is that they knew Jesus. They were close to Jesus. They had seen Jesus work miracles. Yet when a challenge entered their own household, their words did not echo the power that they had seen. Their words did not talk about the power they had already seen Jesus exercise. Their words still were filled with doubt, even though they had been eyewitnesses to Jesus's power. And so we're challenged today not to be close to Jesus in a way that we're only close to him, but our words still do not echo what we believe in his power. You know, in my house, I have all cordless phones. Anybody have a landline still? (laughs) Anybody ever heard of a landline? (laughs) And our cordless phones often run out of power. And one of the things that irks me the most is when someone has used the cordless phone and they put the phone by the base, (laughs) but not on the base, actually connected to the power that can charge it up. And how often are we like that cordless phone? We come into worship and we're by the base. 
We watch the praise go forth in this room and we are by the base. We know Pastor Christian and we're cool with Danielle and we are by the base. But if we're not actually connected when challenges and trauma hits our home, we won't echo the word of God. We will exude doubt even though we've been by the base. It does not help you to just be by the base. You got to be connected. You got to be connected to the word. You have to have a worship life for yourself you have to pray after the benediction you have to have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness God wants us not to just visit the base not to just be by the base to be connected in a way that we're charged up ourselves that we're powerful ourselves we don't just know powerful people but that same power is in us the word of God that's in us will help us stand up when we feel like falling down that flowers wither and grass fades but the word of God stands forever and it stands up in us when we feel like falling down and so we see that we need death to our doubts because John 7 John 11 17 through 21 Martha says Jesus if you had been here my brother wouldn't have died then she kind of mumbles after that and says but even now I know you still have power whatever Who has faith like that? You're like loud about what God didn't do. But then you're kind of P.S. whatever. I know you're still powerful even though you didn't do it in my life. Have you ever felt like God's answering other people's prayers faster than he's answering yours? Have you ever felt like, do you even hear me? I think I'm better than them and you answered their prayer first. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But we serve a God who sent his son, Jesus, and the power is available, but we have to endure the process. We see Martha eleven seventeen through 21 doubt. We see Mary eleven twenty eight through 32, the same doubt. And it says, Mary said the same thing to Jesus. Jesus, you're here now. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. So when Jesus finally shows up, it's not the day Lazarus died. It's not when Lazarus was just sick. It's not the first day after Lazarus' death. It's not the second day. It's not day three. It's day four after the burial of Lazarus. Jesus has missed the sickness. He missed them pulling the plug of life support. He missed the funeral. He missed the burial. And now Jesus shows up. Can you imagine what the crowd in Mary and Martha's life was saying? Because you know when someone dies, we all come around. We all show love. But there are some words that people, have you ever been around somebody, they don't know what to say. It could be a time of sickness, a time of death. It could be a tough time. They do not know what to say. And I love my beautiful fellow church people, but they do not know what to say. And so this is what happens. The brother dies. All of the Jews come over. And then some people have been paid to cry and mourn. Oh, Lazarus. He was such a good Lazarus. (laughs) And in the midst of that, people start saying, And Jesus still didn't show up? Mm. Thought he was your friend. (laughs) 
Oh, well. So, Jesus, the one that's been healing everybody else, didn't come through for his own friends. If I were you, I would block him on Facebook. (laughs) Jesus. And he calls himself a friend. So this is what they're talking about before Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up, and they're still talking about him. Mm, Jesus. Could not the man who made the blind to see save his own friend Lazarus from death? Mm, mm, mm. Jesus' reply isn't to reply to the person, but he has a let me show you. I don't have to say it. He says, show me where Lazarus is. And so we see them walk two miles in this story of the original thriller. Isn't it exciting that even in the front of doubters, even in the face of doubters, God can perform the miraculous? And could it be that the miracle that God has scheduled in your life is not just for you, it's for the people around you. It's for the people who have a front row seat to your life who are wondering, why do you serve this God? Why do you serve at that church? Why do you keep believing and giving up parts of your life to serve the one who you say created you? Why do bad things even happen to good people? Why would you still serve a God even though you have challenges in your life? And the people who have a front row seat to your life, they don't know that they're about to be an audience member of one of the greatest shows on earth. And that's God being God. It is in his character to be miraculous. It is in his character to create something out of nothing. It is part of his wheelhouse to be able to do the unthinkable and do the incredible and do the unfathomable and do things you could never imagine. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. The biggest miracle or request that you could imagine, he can do bigger than that. The biggest prayer request that you have, He can do greater than that. He has something in store for you that your mind cannot even imagine. But we have to believe and have the faith that this original thriller can perform a suddenly, even if it's beyond your schedule. And so we see, number one, Jesus' delays are deliberate. Number two, Jesus wants to bring death to our doubts. Number three, we can't have dread in our own deliverance. Often during the process of getting to your miracle, there are things we have to face that we don't want to face. Look with me at chapter 11 of John, verse 38. Let's go up a little bit to 34. Where have you put him? He asked them. And they told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him? He cried too. But some said, this the same man that healed the blind man? He couldn't have helped Lazarus from dying? Mm. (laughs) Jesus was still angry and he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone was rolled across the entrance of the tomb. Jesus said, roll the stone aside. But Martha... The dead man's sister protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. 
Jesus said, didn't I tell you that you would see the glory of God if you would believe? Then they rolled the stone aside. So Martha, the loudest doubter, has the miracle worker Jesus, who she knows can work miracles with her. Jesus is at the place where she needs the miracle. Standing in front of the need for the miracle with the miracle worker. And Jesus gives an instruction of something that needs to be done before he performs the miracle that he can only perform. And what is Martha's response? No, we can't go into the tomb. We can't, we can't move the stone. By now, the body is stinking. Who are you to stand in between the master and the miracle? What situation have you been standing guard in front of saying, it stinks too much for me to even face it? Sometimes there are parts of the process that we do not want to endure because it stinks. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't feel good. But we serve a God who can even deal with the dead places that stink. That relationship in your life, it might be dead and it might be so dead that it stinks. But there is something you need to face before you can embrace the miracle that God wants to do in your life. Who is it that you need to call that you haven't spoken to in your family, but God is tugging on your heart and saying, I know it might be awkward. I know it might stink what they did to you, but I'm calling you to roll away the stone. Don't let the stone stop you from your miracle. Don't let the stone stall you from your miracle. Don't let the stone stifle you from your miracle. There is something incredible that God wants to do in the dead situation in your life. There's a dead dream somebody in here has, but God wants to bring it back to life. And you might have a stone of failure that's been blocking that tomb, that's been blocking what was, was once alive but now is dead. Roll the stone away. I don't care if it's stinking. I don't care what the stench is. There is something new that God wants to do in that same place with that same dream. Often we seek replacement instead of restoration. Who in here has a marriage that it's feeling dead? But God wants to give you a new marriage with the same cast members. Who in here has a stinking situation that you've wanted to leave the stone there because you don't feel like smelling what you need to face? But God is saying, roll the stone away, the stone of hurt, the stone of rejection, the stone of the pain, the stone of resentment, the stone of bitterness, the stone of depression, the stone of oppression, the stone of betrayal. Who in here needs to roll the stone away and give Jesus, the miracle worker, the master, access to everything in your life? Don't stand guard over the parts that you don't want him to touch, the parts that you don't want him to transform. You may be in a comfort zone of blocking that part of your life out. But God is saying, I want to access that too. I have a miracle for that too. I have a miracle for that family member too. I can bring that child home. I have a miracle for that too. 
I can restore your sight. I have a miracle for that too. I can give you vision again for that area of your life. I have a miracle for that too. Roll the stone away. I have a miracle for that business idea you had that you let die. I want to resurrect that. You have a, a dream to write a book, to write poetry, to write a script. I have a miracle for that too. The entrepreneurial endeavor, the going back to school, the thing that seems out of reach, God can reach the area that seems out of reach. For that person whose heart has been so broken since that death of a loved one and someone said you will never be the same, God can restore joy and allow the memories to give you life. Who in here needs to move the stone away and let your heart and heart be softened by the love of Christ? There's a resurrection that God wants to do today. There's something in you some area of your life that the original thriller wants to thrill. He wants to bring sudden delight. He wants to perform a suddenly, although you've been waiting longer than you wanted to wait. There was a woman in scripture who was bent over with an inform infirmity for 18 years. But at one word of woman, thou art loosed. She stood up straight after 18 years. There's a woman with the issue of blood who had been bleeding for 12 years nonstop. But the touch of the hem of the garment of Jesus dried up everything that had been leaving her body. She experienced a miracle after believing for 12 years. There is a man that was laid by the pool called Bethesda that had been in the same spot, in the same space for 38 birthdays and 38 Christmases and 38 New Year's Eves. 38 years, the same spot. But he picked up his mat and walked. I don't know if you've been waiting 38 years for God to answer a prayer. I don't know if you've been waiting 18 years. I don't know if you've been waiting 12 years. Or maybe like Mary and Martha, you've been impatient over four days. But however long or short your wait is, God can still perform the miracle. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for being a miracle working God. I thank you that your power is the original thriller. It thrills us and it brings dead places to life. God, right now, for my sister, my brother in this room, who has a dead area of their lives, maybe one that they have been victorious in blocking out, I pray right now that the stone will be moved and that they will allow you to access that area that they've blocked off. God, maybe they've tried to block out that area just to be able to function, just to be able to flow. But right now, oh God, I ask that this would be a new day, a new beginning, a new start, a new resurrection for every dead dream, for every dead area, for every circumstance and challenge that they thought was out of reach. I thank you right now that you have all power, that you're still performing miracles, that your power has not left and that your last miracle was not in the 66 books of the Bible. But God, we thank you that we could be the 67th book. That your story can continue in and through us. 
We thank you for bringing dead things to life. Bring Bring dead relationships back to life. Bring dead dreams back to life. And we thank you for your resurrection power. In Jesus' name.